You're now listening to Agency, brought to you by the Blueprint Training Podcast Network. Is there any company in the world that you would go work for? Like, I will be an employee at this company. Is there any brand or any company that you're, you would be that interested or excited about? No, I wouldn't. Zero chance. Zero chance. I mean, the, the one that comes to mind would be Jeter. You know, we've had so many conversations about me, you know, going over in full time. It's a number of things. Number one, I feel a deep responsibility to customers and team that I have built here. And there's 20 plus people or so that rely on us for if not their full time living, then a good chunk of their living, you know, so like the stars would have to align, I have to be able to exit my businesses and feel comfortable with that exit package and the fact of what would happen to my staff and team that I've worked with for so long. That's number one, that's like my primary thing. And number two is I'm just not a good employee. Like I value my freedom more than anything, you know, like it's 11 a.m. right now on a Wednesday and I haven't done anything. The only thing that I think that would make me do it would be if in the future I felt like my companies were just not going in the direction I wanted to go anymore, right? We were stagnant. I was truly unmotivated and there was a really good opportunity that gave me the financial and for lack of a better term, work-life balance and I would consider it. But aside from that, no, I just, it's just, it's just not, it's not in the cards for me at this current time. What I mean, you just you just kind of flip. So I mean, would you ever would you ever go back? I've had I've had a couple of those conversations where people are like, yeah, we're you know we're maybe looking to bring on an agency, but we would also love to, they're kind of doing that thing where they're like, we're also looking for somebody maybe to just come in house. Yeah. Would you be interested in talking about that? And I'm like, there's absolutely no way. Yeah. Right. Like the. The financial upside that would have to occur, like that's a big part of like doing what we do. There's so much financial upside that then to go in-house for you to be like, here's what I make in my other stuff. And you want me to go full-time here. Is that even in the ballpark? And they're like, no. Are there any companies you would absolutely love to work with? Like if they hired you as like a consultant or from a marketing perspective or even Webris or something like that, is there anybody where you're like, you look at brands or you look at companies and you're like, oh, I love that? Yeah, I think for me, I think it's a really good question. I think for me, it's actually not what you would think. Like it's not like Nike or any of those companies because I've done work for very big companies before and it's not what you think it is right like there's so much bureaucracy there's so many divisions there's so many layers there's so many projects there's so like you you, a your work doesn't really have an impact just a that's like number one and b you know again there's just there's so much red tape around actually getting stuff done that it's actually a very frustrating environment to, to work in when you work with very large companies So for me, I actually look more at, you know, so this new kind of offer that I'm rolling out slowly with Jeter, you know, we signed Pitchbox, we're doing some stuff with them. I'm not really at liberty to talk about a lot of stuff, but they're happy to, you know, say that I work with them. But more companies like that, I think companies that, like, I look at like a client boost, right? Going up to Jonathan, like people I have relationships with and being like, I can fucking crush this, you know? And like, I know you've got a very good team and a very good system, but and this is what I'm going to start rolling out. And I think Q1 of, of 2023 is just being like, let me do your marketing free for a month. Absolutely free. Not like no strings attached, nothing whatsoever. If you like it, then, you know, let's talk about how we can, you know, build this together full time. You know, I just, I, I think of it much more like that in terms of what are the companies that I know that I can have a huge impact with that would really appreciate the work that I do. 
not just like, oh, I'd really like to be associated with that brand. I, I, it's been on like my notepad for a while to like kind of write a rant on kind of ethics and marketing, right? And especially because of the hypocrisy that's in the SEO space. So what I mean by that is this, is that as marketers in this country, right? I don't want to talk about other countries because everyone has their own thing going on. But like we are a consumerist country. We just consume, 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 right? And so much of everything that we sell, regardless of putting like a mission on top of it, right? At the end of the day, pretty much a large majority of every business is selling people stuff that they don't need, right? Literally what it comes down to. And that's what a marketer's job is, is to figure out the psychological cues, right? The campaigns, the messaging to sell people more shit that they don't need, right? That to me in itself, like I don't have a that big of an issue with it, right? It's just, it's capitalism. It's a society that we've created. We've been normalized to it, you know, capitalists through and through. But, you know, I always look at the SEO industry where people get so mad, where people get so triggered over things like link building, over things like, just like little things like that, where they call them, you know, almost like unethical. And it's like, hold up, dude. Like you're trying to rank a website about boner pills. You're trying to rank a website about like, a little plastic toy that like is killing the planet or like fast fashion or all these different apparel lines that are just killing the planet, you know, like, or this, but you're above, but you're above buying links. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like the, I think there's a huge conversation. This just ties into the political thing about the ethics and marketing instead of being like, Hey, like maybe we shouldn't throw stones at each other's tactics as being like unethical and look at the practice of marketing as being unethical, right? Like looking at the practice of marketing and being like, what are we really trying to promote here? You know, like, you can make the argument for like so many different things, right? Like we're selling stuff. We're, we're, we're trying to game stuff. We're trying to trick stuff, people, algorithms, everything into buying shit that they do not need movement towards good, clean marketing, right? With good, clean brands, right? Like nonprofits, whatever that may be, right? There was actually somebody in our program for a couple of years who who works specifically with, he calls it like good marketing, right? And it's only works with brands that like align with like their vision of what they think that like our marketing superpowers are good for. I don't know. There's just a little soapbox rant about ethics and marketing in, in, the, in the, the contradiction that I see when people are bickering about stuff, but it's like, you're bickering about like tactics. You're bickering about, first of all, things that don't even have a right answer. And second of all, like, what are, like look at the bigger picture here, guys. Like you're bickering about like, how to rank an affiliate website to sell Amazon products when Amazon's destroying the planet. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just like a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like, or even, and we see this a lot in SEO specifically where people get on their high horse of like, well, that's against Google's terms and guidelines. And I'm like, when did we start following their rules? Like, let's just be super clear what SEO is. Google is a piece of shit, evil company to the point that they literally pulled the phrase, do not be evil out of their mission statement and their vision. Like it used to be in there. They took it out because it was too contradictory. Like, there, <laughs> I mean, there, there's a reason there's, I read this article not too long ago, but the department of justice filed some antitrust stuff. And like this, their filing is inevitable. They're going to the department of justice in the United States is going to pursue antitrust against Google. They're going to, they're going to do it against Meta. They're going to do it against all these companies. Like these are not good companies. When you look under the hood of what they've done and how they've grown and the way they suppress competitors and all these other things, like they're not good companies. And for us to be like, well, they said the, what, what's his name said on Twitter, don't 
do link building. So now all of a sudden we think it's an ethical thing. It's not an ethical thing. We're gaming an, an algorithm of a pretty inherently evil company. Like, yeah. I think it's all right. Like, I, I think we should be a little more agnostic is usually the word I use to describe it. Like, I'm agnostic about this stuff. I don't, if you want to beg for backlinks or buy them or whatever, I don't care. If it yeah. works, it works. I don't, I don't have any ethical judgment over something that silly if we want to have an ethical discussion we have to talk about what you're talking about yeah that's actual ethics google, google's terms and guidelines are not morals yeah instagram's the same way tiktok i mean all these companies man like they don't give a shit about us you know they're they're purely here for exploitation you know Again, i saw tiktok like I... was pulling out they're testing pulling links out of people's profiles people were like there's no link in my profile and tiktok was like yeah we're testing it <laughs> what like don't you can't even it. link out at all interesting yeah. you're already addicted don't worry about it you're mainlining tiktok 40 hours 100 percent. yeah but i think about some of that stuff and it it very much is like a question of that thing and it is a question of in your agency what like what type of clients you take on like it's very easy to get caught up and in, in brands you work with and whatever else and you do reach a point at some point in your career where you can make that decision the problem is and this is something nobody talks about is figuring out what that point is because you can scale up really high and still be in the mindset that got you there of like, I need to say yes to everything. Yeah. And anybody who asks to work with me, if you've got a credit card, I will say yes to you, no matter your positioning and all that stuff. Like I'm very much there now of like, how do I decide who to say no to? Like you can see the red flags. I know better in a lot of situations. And I'm still like, yep, let's keep it going. And I should really be like, Ab absolutely. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I, and it, it is, I think, so much just on the timeline of, of where you are. I think it's easy for both of us, you know, you included, me especially, who's been taking on clients now for the better part of 10 years, right, to to be like, oh, like, you know, I only work with X, Y, and Z companies. I mean, if you go down our client roster, we're not, we're not, like I said, we're not, I'm throwing stones at myself here too, about the ethics of things. Like there's, I'm sure there's companies in there that I don't necessarily fully believe in, in terms of their product and their mission and what they're doing. You know, not that they're doing anything detrimental directly. They're just normal companies in a capitalist society, right? But it's very dependent on where you are as an agency, right? If you're just getting started, man, I mean, like you do what you got to do, you know, but I do think you get to a point when you're, you're growing and you're scaling enough to be able to turn away leads, right? Which you should start doing anyways, right? Not just like, oh, they're not qualified money-wise, but also, yeah, maybe they're not qualified with our culture, right? Maybe they're not qualified with how we work, with how we do our messaging, you know, all these types of things. We're not comfortable with, you know, taking X, Y, and Z approaches to sell stuff. And it's more on the advertising, you know, route too. You know, there's so many things that are unethical. You know, I wouldn't call them illegal per se. Although, man, when you talk about like coaching industry and stuff, I'm scrolling down my feed and seeing these ads. I'm like, how are they allowed to say this? Like, like you can just, like, if you think about it, like, this is what's kind of so scary about just the world we live in now, period, and why, I think we have such a consumer problem is inherently these algorithms train us to pick up on what these psychological human cues are, whether you know it or not. Like a lot of people don't know what cognitive biases are, but they know that something like loss aversion, right? Like talking about like how you're going to lose something is more powerful than how you're going to gain something. So even if you're just creating TikToks or Instagrams or, you know, YouTube videos organically, not advertising it, your messaging is coming out that way because it's ultimately what's getting you better responses from people, Right. And it's insane because you can just say whatever you want. You can make whatever claims that you want. You can literally set up your camera and be like, I have a product that is going to add six inches to your height, you know, 
in the next seven days guaranteed. And there's nobody regulating that, you know, like the FTC is, but they just can't because of the scale, right? Yeah. So there are some instances that I'm seeing of like info product, like big, big info product marketers, like getting hammered by the FTC. But like, if you think about it, man, like you go on YouTube and you see these ads from people and you're like, wow, that sounds amazing. You know, and it's like, how is that illegal? Like you literally just say whatever you want and there's nobody holding anyone accountable for it, which is a whole nother, you know, discussion about ethics and, and legality and where, where I think things are going. Hey there, real quick, Ryan here, founder of The Blueprint Training. If you are an agency, freelancer, or consultant, we have got the perfect community for you. Our pro Slack community was built by agencies for agencies, and it is all about creating a network, a support system for fellow agencies and consultants to share knowledge, tips, tricks, templates, and get help from the community. We're here to help remove that anxiety from managing and dealing with clients. We're here to be your security blanket. So if you're interested in checking it out, all you got to do is go to the blueprint.training, hit the big old button that says pro community. That's it. Let's get back to the show. You know, I know that you're not pulled into sales as much anymore, but what are some of like the red flags where like in a process of somebody trying to become a client, trying to work with you, what are some of like the red flags that pop up that you're like, oh, that's like a hard stop no for me? Or like, what are some things that I or anybody in my situation should be aware of in that process? Of like, I mean, first, this isn't fit. yeah, first, first thing for me is, is just understand the business fit, right? Like, what do you do? What do you sell? Do you have any sort of edge? Right. And then also, what are you entrenched up against? Especially from that SEO point of view, it's like, if I got a, you got a brand new website and you're like, you know, we get tons of leads from like rehab centers and like, I don't know, like single product companies. And like, I feel for them, you know, everyone's just trying to build a business here, trying to make their own nut. There's no judgment on that, but it's like, we just can't help you, bro. Like you're just not far along enough from even from like, whether it's SEO or my growth marketing stuff, even if you can pay the retainer, it's like, you have no momentum. Like every company has to go through the process where you like build your own foundation. Like you find your own little space, whether that's like being somebody on Instagram or whether it's blah, like whatever it is, right. Whether you do trade shows, network events, like you have to have some sort of momentum if marketing is going to actually take effect. Like you can't start from zero and be like, we need marketing. Like that's just not the, the right first step. Right. So that's, that's kind of one for me just, and I just inherently have having evaluated tens of thousands of businesses over the last you know decade or so. Like those are kind of my biggest red flags. Number one is just, is this product something that I think product or business, something that I think the market needs and will react well to, which is can be told from like looking at it like Shark Tank style, like five minutes of conversation. B, are they somebody that I think is a nice person and would be enjoyable to work with? And C, like what is your openness to actually taking any sort of recommendations from the person that you're paying a lot of money to? You know, those are kind of my, my you know, base red flags. For, mm, for my, I like those, you? yeah. I know, I, I know you've got some too. The, well, I, if I could add, so the ones that I definitely overlap, the bureaucracy thing, you know, if we, if it takes two weeks to sign the NDA to put yeah. together a traffic projection, and then it's just like all these different hiccups and, th oh, and then this, and then that cool. Like, this isn't that important to you. And I, I've, you know, I was about to work with a really big global tech company and we probably spent a month going round and round with security clearances and all. And I'm like, I don't understand why I have to do this. I literally am not in any of your stuff. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have access. I don't need access to anything. There's no reason for this. And then in the end, they were like, well, we can, our company policies, we only work with companies of three or more people. And I'm like, I would love to know the backstory on why that rule got created. 
because something it sounds like one of those things something insane happened and some bureaucrat was like oh there's a rule now we don't work like that's insane but or like anyways the bureaucracy thing huge red flag for me do i believe in the product huge red flag like there's plenty of products that i'm kind of middle on you know i'm very like cool i'm not the audience for this but like sometimes you'll get a product i had a, a person that really wanted to work with me and he did like automated stuff on Facebook for local businesses, kind of like, hey, it's your birthday. Here's a discount or like that sort of thing. And I was just like, I just don't like you're great, could be huge, you know, and then I'll, I'll regret it later. But I don't I don't believe in this. I think that like building a whole product on top of Facebook, probably not a great idea right now. There are definitely other ways to grow, right? Like my like there's partnerships. I'm still a big believer in newsletters and stuff. Like if it's actually, it just has to be good. Like, and I know that's like a really easy thing to say. It's just not simple. Like good is not simple, but it is not more complicated than that. Yeah. I mean, execution is everything. I, I, I go through it every day. I literally hired somebody to manage my YouTube, but like I still have to create the videos and I'm supposed to get them three videos a week. And all I have to do is sit down and record a video on a topic and I still can't do it, bro. It's just like, it's so, it's like, and that's why, you know, Gary Vee is right, but he's also one of the most frustrating people on the planet because like he's been giving the same advice for the last 10 years. That's put him on a, the biggest platform in the world as like a, a marketer and entrepreneur, which is just like, just create content, bro. Like, and he's just changing the platform, but like, he's also smart because he's like, yeah, I know you're not going to do it because you're fucking lazy <laughs> or like you have other yeah. shit to do. I, and maybe lazy isn't the right word because I don't consider myself a lazy person, but like, I still can't get it done because it's hard, man. You know, and that's, yeah. that, that's just the it's name. Simple, of the not easy. Like, yeah. Exactly. Rad man. Well, this is awesome. We're going to start. I don't know if we'll do it next episode, but we'll have an upcoming episode soon on LinkedIn. I'd love to share what I've done there. What's worked. Yeah. Uh, also what we're seeing, the platform's definitely changing, but it has been the biggest growth lever for me. Uh, and I was really surprised because I'm excited. I'll even share the kind of ridiculous story of why I went to LinkedIn because it, it wasn't just because I saw a great opportunity or I'm super smart. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next time. Yeah, cool. I think that's the huge topic for sure. I think we, we can get in a little more specifics on strategy, you know, because you've obviously crushed it. I've got some insights there too. I've, it's crazy. I wrote this article. Uh, I did this video on LinkedIn marketing hacks back in 2000, end of 2018, 2019. The most viral video, let's say viral, but like it's picked up like a couple hundred thousand views on my YouTube channel for a while. It was going crazy. And man, hindsight's always 2020, right? Because at that time I was, I knew about LinkedIn. I was doing stuff on LinkedIn. And this is 2019. This is over three years ago. The algorithm was still doing what it was, but like it still took so long. I would say over the last years where LinkedIn has really gotten that like annoying marketer adoption, which is where, you know, at the point where it's like, okay, like it, it's, it's mature now, kind of like Instagram and same thing and TikTok, like. It's, so it's always like hindsight's 2020 20 with everything in my career. Where it's like, man, if I would have just pushed this harder then, you know, what would it have been, right? Same thing with TikTok. Like if I would have just pushed this harder than Instagram, if I would have just pushed this harder then, what would it have been? I think we all have those those stories and regrets, whatnot. But yeah, I just kind of re-updated that article on my personal website. A lot. And it's crazy how much hasn't changed. Like it really is just an exercise of niching and copywriting, you know, really what it comes down to, you know. But even that, man, it's not, it's just not easy you know, simple, but not easy. So yeah, I know you, you've had a ton of success building your business off there. I've had some success. I'm not as cons- nearly as consistent as you. I also, well, we'll talk about it. I'll talk about my failures or talk about your wins. I think it'll be a, a, a really, really good episode. Yeah. Cause it's only wins. Yeah, man. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. Look, if your agency is creating more stress than income, you're in the right place. First, make sure you're subscribed to our show. So you get notified every week when we publish a new episode. But tell me, do any of these things sound familiar? 
You get a knot in your stomach every time a client asks a hard question. Are they gonna leave? Are they gonna cancel? Maybe no one in your life understands the pressure of being a leader. Maybe you wanna get to $100,000 a month in revenue without sacrificing your entire personal life. Or maybe you just don't know how to get the big fish clients that you really want. Look, you already know you aren't alone. The hardest part of scaling my agency was not having anyone who was willing and qualified to help me when I needed it. That's why we created the Blueprint Pro community. Get access to a network of experts and agency owners who can answer your questions, give you advice, and share important industry news and insider secrets. Join us at the blueprint.training and click the Pro Community button at the top to apply.